Last week, I promised to write about COVID-19 and chronic kidney disease for today's blog. This topic has touched me personally since one of my daughters was sent to the hospital when it was suspected she contacted the virus. Without the COVID-19 test, we still don't know if she has the virus. We do know she still has the cough. Luckily, an x-ray proved her lungs were clear, so she was sent home with a Z-pack and orders to take Tylenol. No, she doesn't have CKD, but her treatment at the hospital left me with a lot of questions for those of us who do. Once again, I'm rushing headlong into the topic. Let's slow down and start at the beginning. Why is it called COVID-19 anyway? According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, at https colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash coronavirus slash 2019 cough slash fact.html. On February 11, 2020 the World Health Organization announced an official name for the disease that is causing the 2019 novel coronavirus outbreak, first identified in Wuhan, China. The new name of this disease is Coronavirus Disease 2019, abbreviated as COVID-19. In COVID-19, CO stands for Corona, VI for Virus, and for Disease. Formerly, this disease was referred to as 2019 Novel Coronavirus or 2019N, CUF. There are many types of human coronaviruses including some that commonly cause mild upper respiratory tract illnesses. COVID-19 is a new disease, caused B, sick, a novel, or new, coronavirus that has not previously been seen in humans. The name of this disease was selected following the World Health Organization, WHO, best practice for naming of new human infectious diseases. I don't know about you, but I want to know about coronaviruses. How did they get that name? So I went to dictionary.com at https colon slash slash www.dictionary.com slash browse slash coronavirus where I hope to find that information. This is what was there. Any of various RNA-containing spherical viruses of the family coronaviridae, including several that cause acute respiratory illnesses. To be honest, all I understood was that it causes acute respiratory illnesses. Like my daughter's coughing. But why would she be given a Z-pack for that? Healthcare Online at www.healthcareonline.org slash what is azpac.html confirmed my belief that antibiotics are for bacterial infections, not viral ones. Curiouser and curiouser. Drugs.com at https colon slash slash www.drugs.com slash medical answers slash antibiotics kill coronavirus 3534867 slash add the answer. The World Health Organization, WHO, is very clear that antibiotics do not work against viruses, only bacteria, and yet healthcare providers are using antibiotics in some patients with COVID-19. This is because patients with viral pneumonia can develop a secondary bacterial infection that may need to be treated with an antibiotic, although, this complication is reported to be uncommon early on in the course of COVID-19 pneumonia. Also known as azithromycin, a Z-Pak is a medication used for treating serious and severe infections caused by bacteria. It contains macrolide antibiotic, which helps in stopping all forms of growth-caused antibiotic, although, this complication is reported to be uncommon early on in the course of COVID-19 pneumonia. If treatment is required for a secondary bacterial infection then a range of antibiotics can be used such as penicillins, ampicillin plus sylbactam, unison, piperacillin plus tazobactam, zosin, macrolides, azithromycin, cephalosporins, ceftriaxone, rosefin, aminoglycosides, tobramycin, and glycopeptides, vancomycin, vancosin HCL, for example. Often a combination of two different antibiotics is used. 
Azithromycin is also thought to have antiviral and anti-inflammatory activity and may work synergistically with other antiviral treatments. In in vitro laboratory studies azithromycin has demonstrated antiviral activity against Zika virus and against rhinoviruses, which cause the common cold. Time to deal with CKD when you have COVID-19. I wanted to understand how CKD could make you more vulnerable to this disease. I turn to prevention at https colon slash slash www.prevention.com slash health slash a 31245792 slash coronavirus high risk groups slash for more information. People with underlying health conditions are at a higher than normal risk of developing severe forms of COVID-19. When your body is already dealing with a separate health condition, it has less energy to put toward fighting an acute infection. The CDC says these conditions include blood disorders, such as sickle cell disease or taking blood thinners, chronic kidney disease, as defined by your doctor, chronic liver disease, as defined by your doctor, compromised immune system, including undergoing cancer treatment such as chemotherapy or radiation, having received an organ or bone marrow transplant, or taking high doses of corticosteroids or other immunosuppressant medications, and HIV or AIDS, current or recent pregnancy in the last two weeks, Endocrine disorders, such as diabetes, metabolic disorders, heart disease, lung disease, including asthma, neurological and neurologic and neurodevelopment conditions. This is definitely not a case of misery loves company. Not only do I have CKD, but I am undergoing chemotherapy. Oh, and I have diabetes. To all others in the high risk group, I'm so sorry we all belong to this particular community right now. Hmm, do we need to do something more than everyone else needs to do to avoid COVID-19? After spending more time than usual surfing the web, I admit I was surprised that there were no extra precautions other than those for everyone else. What are those you ask? Back to the CDC for their infograph at https colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash coronavirus slash 2019 cough slash download slash COVID-19 what you can do high risk.pdf which makes it easy for us to understand. It also defines who is higher risk. Unfortunately, it could not be reproduced, so you'll have to go to the website directly. I always seem to feel better when I understand what might be a threat to me or anyone in one of my communities. The purpose of today's blog was to help you understand so that you may also feel better. Make no mistake, this is serious. I only go out to chemotherapy every other week. Even young, not high-risk people from my dancing community are being safe. They are not going out either, unless they are essential workers. Do yourself a favor and save your life by staying in. Until next week. Keep living your life.